Now back to our regular scheduled program. Hello, and welcome back to Out of the Closet and, and Into, into the, the World. World. I'm Jace. I'm Parker. I'm Cassidy. Welcome to episode four. We hope you guys enjoyed last week. It sucked. Kind of a mess. <laughs> kind of sloppy. It it's okay. This week is a lot more organized, we promise. No, hopefully. No, no actually, no, I can't promise. It'll probably be a mess again. This is going to be a great episode. Best episode yet. It's going to be really interesting. We're going to talk about religion and dealing with homophobia and transphobia. But first, song of the week. Okay, so my song of the week this week is Oh Mexico by Jeremy Zucker. Kind of been jamming out to it for like, I think a month now. It's been a solid month, actually. I'm not going to try and lie. It's really good. He is iconic. Great for if you're sad, depressed, anxious. Like, he's just great. He's chill vibes. He's amazing. Someone else talk. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, my song of the week is The Feeling by Shiver and the Shakes. Um, local band. Local band. Totally just shouting them out real quick. Um, I know Thomas is listening. Love you, Thomas. Um, but, yeah, their music is really awesome. And, um, yeah, listen to their music. Yeah, they had their last concert, though. Oh, sad. I didn't go. I never really so go sad. to one of their concerts in a big city. I went to one show, and it was great. I want merch. They need to set up a merch. Bad Do they have a merch shows? shop? Hey, Thomas, you need to set up a merch shop. I have a sticker, though, and that's all that matters, because stickers are my life. Anyway, Jace, Song of the Week. Speaking of local artists that you should definitely support, um, I was scrolling through my playlist. I forgot that I really like the song Sleep On It by Zero, who is Zach at our school. Oh, love him. I don't know. I I think he's a junior. I don't know. You might not know him. Yeah, no, I only know him because he was at a shiver show that I went to. Oh, yeah, no. He listens to Waski, too, so I'm like, (laughs) I love it. He's Rap the Waxy song. That's awesome. Show, and I was so happy. But I yeah, have not so listened fun. to him. I'll have to check him out. Oh, yeah, check he does some pretty good songs. He came out with an EP or an album. I don't know the difference. And then Probably has, an EP. Yeah, he has a single called July, and it's actually really good. It's cool. Nice. And it has Ross in it as well. I'll check awesome. that out. Yeah, we will be adding all these songs to an updated Song of the Week playlist on both Spotify and Apple Music. So we will get those linked in both our Instagram bio, our Twitter bio, the description of this episode, and I can put it in my personal too if needed, or I can just send it to you guys if you reach out to any of us. Yeah. We can send you a link. We all have access to the links everywhere. So we'll yeah. get that out to you guys. And now on to the meaty part of the episode. All right, so religion. What Ooh, uh, a topic. Just right? all of it. <laughs> yeah, we already talked a lot about oh, we already talked about this a little bit last week, but we're gonna go more into depth. Because last week honestly was such a mess and y'all don't even need to listen. I'm not gonna lie. Please listen. No listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm sorry. Listen with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, I just realized it's not a focused episode. It's kind of like we didn't record for a week, kind of throw our thoughts out there unplanned, but still kind of good. Yeah. Hopefully honestly, it performs well. Is anyone ever focused listening to podcasts anyway? No. No. Mm, I'm so can't really. I'm am. not. I do stuff while listening to podcasts. It's not a light. Um, well, anyway. Anyway. Religion. religion. Oh, wow. So cute. Love that for us. Uh, if I'm assuming correctly, most of us come from a Christian background. 
Yeah. We're not that diverse when it comes to religion. <laughs> and we're all white, so that's oh, yeah. really... Oh, oh. We're really the ones to talk about diversity Yeah, here. so... Anyway. I, I know I grew up... I was actually confirmed Methodist in my church. Oh, wow. Uh, because my father told me that if I was confirmed in our church, I could choose when I go to church, and I said, never again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that power move. That right power there. Power move, move like, at a young listen, age. Confirmed, then you can do whatever. Wait. So, because I was confirmed Methodist, I went to church for a lot of my life, and uh, my family's pretty religious. My cousins are Catholic, um, so they were actually really accepting to me when I came out as like gay. Serious? Yeah, no. So like, sure. when I ended up, I ended up coming out at Christmas because I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make this a joke." <laughs> I took the Lord's Day, and I was like. This is mine now. So what I did was I got, I don't know if you guys, I told you guys about this, but I got rainbow packaging and my brother's great. I love him. I got rainbow packaging. I put a shirt in one bag that said, everyone thought I'd be the gay cousin. And then a shirt, another rainbow bag and said, I ended up being the gay cousin. And then my brother and I both opened them on Christmas. And that's how I came out. Oh my God. That's iconic. <laughs> Damn. I wish I would have thought of that. Okay. Wow, I need to. I still have to come out to my lesbian aunt. Because, okay, I'm out to everyone in my family except for like my lesbian aunt, which is how in the but blue hell are you not out to her? She lives like four hours away, right? Well, that's that's how she lives to like hi, Bethy, love you. Um, she lives like four hours away, right? And like everyone else, like has come up to visit except for them because they have to adopt. Um, her and her wife have adopted like five kids. I love them, we stand them. Yes. And so, like, they never come up, and so I have to like wait until Christmas to go down there. And when I'm, and I'm not doing that over text, like, I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, I'm Stephanie, by the way, I'm gay, like you, love you." Yeah. Like, I'm gonna actually do it in person. Like, there's no way I'm doing do it over text. Take the Lord's Day. Take the Lord's Day and be like, "I'm exactly. homosexual." Yes. Mm-hmm. Do it. So yeah, but like religion, religion. So you came up Methodist, got confirmed. I was, I don't know the denomination, but <laughs> we went to a church. No, if I don't, you don't know no the idea. denomination, it's probably not a denomination. UC, yeah, I think it's one. I don't know. Anyway, so I was in the process of confirmation. Then oh. I got really depressed, like clinical, yeah. and like had to go to IOP. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was dealing with that. So I kind of had to like drop that real hard. Yeah. Um. So I was in the process, and it was never like a. I really want to do this. It was like, a, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do this and give a 20 minute speech about why you love God. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, if everyone else is doing it and all my friends were in there and I was like, okay, well, why not? And this is back when I would like go to church every Sunday with my grandparents yeah. and like all this. And now, well, we're going to jump that far. So that happened. And I think I was already out at that time. And yeah, I was, I was already out. And so I was like, okay, well, this is going to be interesting seeing how this goes. And it went fine. Like the church I was at at the time was super accepting. Like everyone was like, yeah, no one really gives a shit. You do you. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I was was like, I was, I don't know that. Whoa, that was not English, but I was like, not, it's not, not on my road. Not, not a huge fan of religion. Um, and my biological father's church is oh my god hold on i have to like think of the it's baptist it's baptist so super religious kind of gig um 
and they have had very bad transgressions in the past against different quote unquote minority groups, women, people of color, LGBTQ people. And I was like, not a fan. Don't want to, not a fan. Don't stand. Um, sorry. (laughs) Um, and so I was like, okay, well definitely not gonna, not a fan. If these are all denominations of the same religion, why are they one so highly accepting and one is not like that? It should be a base, like cover all bases kind of deal. And so I was like, okay, well Christianity, mm, not for me. Sorry. Pass. And I was like, and then in AP world, we were talking about different religions and I was like, Oh, these all seem like super chill. Like Buddhism. I literally, I love Buddhism. It's so fun and so chill, but like, I'm just like, "Mm, I don't think organized religion is for me. And this is kind of influenced by my stepdad too, because he's agnostic. And so I was like, Oh, what's that? And he like explained it. And I was like, well, damn. Yeah. Cause atheism to me, how I like, the definitions I've seen and like how I've experienced it is like renounce God. God does not exist. There is no such thing as God. This is fake. Hullabaloo. Yeah. I think it's like, cause I'm agnostic as well. And actually like my whole, one of my first, very first art projects was about like my belief in the universe and how that works. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what the hell is out there. And I think it's stupid for humans to uh, claim they have, all the answers exactly that's why i resonate so much with agnosticism because it's like there's something out there don't know what it is it's there's something that has all of the answers that we need to the universe and we somehow gain that at some point in our lives like we gain the knowledge that we need to get through and like religion is a security blanket yeah that's how i see religion is it's a security blanket it gives you something to fall back on in times when you need it and it just, it's something to make you feel happy or secure. It yeah. gives you something to look up to. So you're like, if you're getting down, it's okay. There's something else to look up to. There's, yeah. it's not just me. There's something I can pray to or whatever. And so agnosticism to me is it's, there's something there that I can talk to or communicate with one directional, obviously, but it's going to benefit me in some way, shape or form. And so that's, I'm like, that's me. I don't deal with, like, I don't know. There's not this God that's like, we love everyone except if you're X, Y, or Z. It's like, there's not, there shouldn't be a footnote on love. Yeah. But. And to all the religious people listening, um, don't hate us because like, we're not saying we're not not all Christians. We're not saying God isn't real. Frick you. That's not what we're saying. We're saying like, believe what you want to believe. This is what you believe. Yeah. And like, in my case. I like because I don't know where I like I, I grew up Christian um went grew up going to church my parents are pretty religious um my whole family is pretty religious but I don't know where I stand um because um I have really bad anxiety you know I've talked about that before and to be able to get through everyday life without having a constant panic attack or constantly crying or constantly just wanting to die I have to think of everything in a very logical way so I have to be like, this is how the world works, and this is how I have. I can't be like, God's gonna help me. I can't. I I can't think that way, just because it just won't, won't work with me. Yeah. So I've mm-hmm. kind of grown up that way. And like, like I said, like I don't think that like I'm not. There's not like nothing out there. Like I don't think that we're all just kind of existing. existing. Yeah. Like. Not to get all conspiracy theory, but to get all conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, a, a couple 
a couple of weeks ago in, I don't remember what class, but some class, we were talking about how, uh, like, some, like, Mayan religion, I think, mm-hmm. and how it was very, how they had a lot of similar values to Christianity. Mm-hmm. I think that's very odd, because Europeans and, like, the Mayan people had never come in contact at that point. Mm-hmm. Just to think that they have similar ideas of how the world came about and how so many religions are similar without having in contact of other mm-hmm. like um, people is just crazy to me. And I think there's something there, you know, like not to go all like Shane Dawson, but like also to go all Shane Dawson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's so weird that like something across an ocean mm-hmm. that is not traversable by man alone mm-hmm. can have similar themes and like symbols and values. That's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of bring it back to like LGBT topics, how has like being LGBT, realizing your LGBT, that coming out process, like affected your uh, relationship with God or with religion? Or <laughs> that's been a huge. That's been one of that's the like the major, biggest discussion. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's been the major reason why I am no longer like super religious. For me, it was I had a great experience in the church that I was in, mm-hmm. and. But like I was saying earlier, the just the knowledge that like the Westboro Baptist Church exists. And it's put under the same category as your Exactly. Religion. It's like this church that I love is amazing. And then this horrible church and these people with horrible values that want to demonize people are under the same umbrella term of Christianity. I can't relate to that. Yeah. Because I can't go around saying, Oh, I'm Christian because I don't want to have the perception of I could be that or I don't want to be related to something so horrible and I drew that line I was like I can't do that anymore that is if they're going to call themselves Christian and say we love everyone sorry you don't it's been proven multiple times you don't love everyone you love someone who is x y and z not abc like it I can't relate myself to something that is so horribly disgusting Mm -hmm. That I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. And we're definitely not saying that all Christians are like that. Because 100% definitely not. Like, because most Christians aren't like that. Yeah. No. In my experience, like, if I were to put a percent on that, like, 30, 40% of Christians are like, ew. Ew. <laughs> yeah. I guess. But, but most of them are, like, really great people. Like, um, since my parents are religious, we have a church group, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so... I don't remember. I, I don't remember if my mom outed me or they saw like a post on oh. Instagram or something. Um, but my church group found out that I was gay, and all of them were so supportive, and all of them were so nice, and oh yeah, so happy. But um, when I first came out, um, there was a lot of drama going on in my uh, little my youth group, mm-hmm. and um, it was about a guy I was dating, and they were accusing me of like wanting to have sex with him and wanting to do all this stuff with mm-hmm. him. And I didn't, because at this time, I, I did not acknowledge that I was gay. Mm-hmm. So I was really offended, and I didn't know why I was really offended. Yeah. And so I just kind of cut these girls out of my life, and I cut going to church out of my life mm-hmm. for a bit, because I just didn't want to associate with these girls. And by the way, like, I'm totally cool with all of them now, because I don't know if any of them were saying. I'm totally cool with all of them now. Um, I'm not out to most of them, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm chill. Um, and so then when I came out to my mom, she would always ask too, like, are you not going to church because you're gay? 
because yeah. that's not she told me it was not an acceptable reason for me to not yeah. want to go to church which first of all yes it is yeah Mm-hmm. If you're in an unsafe environment and oh, yeah. Yeah. you have to get out, that is... Because I felt unsafe and I felt like there was... Because, like I said, I don't know my church's um, view on LGBTQ, but I'm pretty sure it's not so great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it, it's very hard when you also live in a house of religious people. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. and you're under 18... Because they can, they still force you to go to church. My parents are a lot more understanding now, knowing that I, especially, especially because I'm like at school all of Saturday and I don't want to get up early to go to church on Sunday. Exactly. That's one. That's one reason. But I just, I don't, because um, my church has afternoon services for high school kids, mm-hmm. and so in the morning I have to go to the like the big adult service, and I don't like that because literally all they do is make you feel like a bad person. Yeah, I like this. There's probably people so in my church true. listening. There might be people in my church listening to this because I know there's a couple um, friends of mine that go to church with me who might be listening. But they, I, I feel like every time in the big service, I feel like they're being like, here's one thing God doesn't want you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a horrible person. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's so one thing, like too. To it's like the, your point of going to church and giving a service to me is supposed to be to educate people. Education... He's not, you're a horrible person who's doing this wrong, change it. It's, how are you going to change it? Let me help you figure out how you're going to change it. Mm -hmm. It's like, "Mm, bruh, you can't be like, you're a horrible person, get out. But also be like, no, 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 we want you. Yeah. It's crazy. My experience with religious people has been both positive and negative in ways. Like, I know I had a friend who was super accepting of me and, like when I came out as trans, but when she told her mom that I was trans, her mom was like, that doesn't make sense. God made it perfectly. Like that doesn't. And I always refute that. I'm like, well, if God made me perfectly, he also gave me diabetes. So this is just, <laughs> this is just my perfect. Yeah, exactly. Like literally he yeah. gave me diabetes. And this is my perfect. Like, this is how he meant for me to go live life. And exactly. That's, that's how I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do the best with the hand I've got. And then also, of course, with, like, past past relationships and parents being, like, you cannot date this person because they're, like, this. And it's, like, I don't know. I, I'm glad that my family was not extremely religious and didn't try to shut me down like that. And I feel for the LGBT kids that feel like they've been cut off from their God. Mm-hmm. And that they've been they've been told that their God doesn't love them. That's that so heartbreaking. It, because that's the one, after talking to people, that's the one staple thing they've had in their life. And then to be told that God made you wrong. When he's supposed to have made you perfect and you came up knowing, like, mm-hmm. I was created in God's image. Like, yeah. hello? Yeah. yeah, and I, like, that's something that I, like, with my ex, I would always send her like little sermons of preaching that be like, Hey, LGBT is okay. Like, and that's something like you, you need to find the, your God doesn't hate you. And I think that's a big take. Your God loves you. And if you're being told your God hates you, then you're listening to the wrong person. Yeah, Go find someone who's going to tell you that God loves you in a non-condescending way. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, to scream trans rights, <laughs> like, there's always the passage in the Bible, like, the Leviticus, whatever, whatever, that's like, man shall not live with man, and people are always going to argue that for gay people, but there is 
literally nothing. Mm-hmm. Listen yeah, to me. There's nothing. Literally nothing in the, the girl, Bible yeah. about trans people. Nothing. Not a single nothing. thing. Also, like, uh, if y'all watch Mac does it on YouTube, he's a god. Love him. <laughs> he was, uh, he did a thing, like, reacting to, tr- um, to, like, anti-gay ads. And mm-hmm. he said something that really stuck out to me. People hide behind the Bible. Yeah. Um, they use their bigoted views and you they take the Bible and shove it into people's face saying like the Bible says blah 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 when it doesn't say anything about that. Mm-hmm. But it says stuff about mixed fabrics and cutting your hair and eating fish. Oh, like yeah. we're gonna yeah. go ahead and pretend like that's not a sin. Who dictates if this sin is bigger than another sin? Yeah. There's God. nothing. God does. And yeah. unless Jesus himself comes down to that parking lot back there, <laughs> puts his arms out like this, and goes and says, "Screw you, gays! Screw you, gays! Screw you, trans! Peace out!" and goes back up to heaven. Then I will never, yeah. ever believe exactly. that our God, never. that your God, hates anyone except for like mm-hmm. pedophiles. I don't know, like, I don't know yeah. why I said no. that, but like we don't stand. No. I don't know. And I guess this is a good time to feed into our dealing with homophobia and transphobia because in my experience, um, I have had to deal with a fair share Um, (laughs) last year. So like I said, I'm a senior, but last year, junior year, second, second, number two, day of school, Thursday. I remember this. I I told you about this. Second day of school last year, I was in the lunch line just chilling, minding my own business, not even in like any quote unquote gay outfits, just like chilling, living my best life. Don't think there was a single rainbow near me. Like nothing. And this annoying ass kid walks up and starts like poking me on the shoulder. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I just ignore it. And then he like does it again. And I turn around and I'm like, grow the F up. Yeah. And he and his friends decide that because I told him to grow up because he was being immature poking me for literally no goddamn reason to start screaming at me, calling me a faggot for minutes on it, like through the entirety of the lunchtime. We weren't even in where you actually pick up your food. It was like probably three minutes and three minutes screaming at me. Nobody did anything about it. The lunch ladies did nothing. Nobody in line did anything. I had to go to the deans and talk about it. And that's been like the worst experience I've ever had, but like, I don't know. I'm trying to like rack my brain if I've ever had bad experiences. I've had to deal with it in terms of like it wasn't directed at me, but like someone in my family being like seeing a trans person be like, oh, we have one of those at work, oh, or oh stuff like God. that, and I had to like bite my tongue and not say anything because I know if I did, I'd get my ass beat. Yeah, which sucks because I want to be the person that stands up and was like. No, that's so wrong. You yeah. can't say that shit. No. But it's like, if I say something, I'm putting myself in harm way. But yep. I don't know. That's me. It's not horrible, but it's also not the greatest. Yeah. Personally, I don't, I haven't been out enough. Like, okay. I've been, I've been out for what? What's, what's this month? Uh, August. I have a little bit of a different calendar. August. I've been out since January. Mm-hmm. So like, not Eight even months. a year. Yeah. Not even a year yet. And I came out like, out like I was, I was out to my family. I came out out in June, so I've been out out for like three months. Hmm. Definitely not a long time. Um, personally, I've never really experienced like unless it's like from a family member, like straight up homophobia. Hmm. And I'm hmm. I'm very lucky. Yeah. And I know I'm definitely not going to go my whole life without that. It's definitely going to happen. 
like from my like I've never had direct homophobia from my family, but I've had like the the whole like it's a phase, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, lot a lot of stuff from older family members, mm-hmm. yeah, um, like yeah. who aren't directly homophobic, but yeah, it's the passing comments that really get to you and uh-huh. build up and. Yeah, I'm I'm laughing because I have a bucket list. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just I'm so like for any of you listeners who have to deal with homophobia on a daily basis, basis I'm so sorry, and I'm I'm very lucky, and yeah, I mm-hmm. it's definitely not gonna last because that's how our world works. Sadly, yeah. so but, yeah, I have a bunch of homophobic and transphobic stories. But I want to share one that like ended up having a resolution. So mm. last year, mm. last year, oh my god, yeah, we I had. Know where this is going? Sorry, yeah, I, I don't know this story. Listen, but... lots of things happened last year. <laughs> True, last probably, year was a mess. It might not even be the one you're thinking of. Oh, so last year, oh, what shit. ended up happening was that I was at a lunch table with my friends. Oh, I don't know. There were story. a good. There were three of us were trans. There was one trans girl, two trans guys, um, and so. Apparently, as um, I'm going to say their names because they're pretty big, but my friend Eli and Abigail, they're both very cool people and I enjoy them, Um, but they were walking down the stairs and one of the kids that was sitting on the lunch, uh, on the uh, steps, made a passing comment as Abigail walked by and said something, like taunted her for a second, and then as they were walking back down the stairs, these kids go... Wow, trannies are taking over the school. Oh my god. I heard that. Oh! I think I've heard about this, but I've never yeah. heard the actual story. What the no. actual... They said, wow, Ooh. these trannies are taking over the school. And this was not the first thing we... God, my skin just crawled. So, I, uh... We were unfortunately kicked out of the room we were recording in because, uh... The place we were at closed because we try to record two of these in one sitting. But, um... So, I believe where I left off with my story, and the reason why I'm sitting here recording it in my house is because I thought it was a, it had a good moral to it, and it was important to the episode, and so did Cassidy and Parker. So they asked if I could come home and record my the rest of my story alone. So here, that's why I'm here, and that's why the audio might sound a little bit different and weird. Anyways, um, where I left off with the story was that... Uh, my two friends, Abigail and Eli, had come down to the table and they basically told us, they were like, yeah, no, these kids like said this as we were passing. And I was like, huh, that's really weird because these kids have also, like, this isn't the first time that I've heard of them, like, doing these side comment things that are super rude and, um, transphobic. Like, I remember one day we were sitting behind them up on the steps and they didn't know we were there, uh, but we were... We overheard like their conversation because they were so close to us. They were like, "Yeah, no, trans people just kind of are weird. They grow, they make us uncomfortable, and they gross us out." And we were like, "You literally have three trans people sitting behind you, but all right." And so that was one thing. And then another thing was another kid in this group um, had once shouted at me as I was walking down the stairs, like, "Hey, are you a boy or a girl?" And of course, like, I didn't acknowledge it because I didn't want to deal with that. And how do you answer a question like that ever? I don't know. And uh, so anyways, 
that had all happened and then this was like this was like the 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 straw that broke the camel's back really it, um i ended up going to one of my teachers and i if if you know me you know i make a joke out of everything and i was laughing about it i was like yeah no it's really weird that trannies are taking over the school but there's only 10 of us and then my it was my teacher who actually like sat me down and was like this isn't okay like they you shouldn't be called that you shouldn't be called names at lunch just because like you shouldn't feel intimidated at lunch and I was like you you know what you're right and she's like I'm gonna email the deans on your behalf and I'm gonna report this to them and next like honestly god bless my teachers they're the ones who have had my back through most of like last year was a nightmare for me with transphobia and whatnot in harassment and dealing with that but my teachers really had my back in that so if any of you guys listen to this thank you so much for like just supporting like honestly god bless the staff at my school i don't think i would be the person i am without them they're so awesome anyways <laughs> anyways i get called down to the deans and they're like here look at the video camera show me where these kids were sitting uh tell us what set was set again and we'll get the like they're trying to get they're playing detective essentially and so i give them the names of like two of my other friends who overheard this comment who were both cis so like i was i was i was like not that it shouldn't not that abigail's and eli's testimony shouldn't be like invalidated without a cis comment on it but like it 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 was nice to have someone else who was outside of the community, but also outside of the the situation, verify that 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 comment had been thrown at uh at my friends. Anyways, so the deans got all the information together, and some other stuff happened with backlash with that, where there was a lot of misinformation, a lot of lies spread, and a lot of rumors. It was very very like dramatic for a bit. But anyways, it got to the point where I went down to the deans and I was like, listen, I don't know what these kids are about. I don't know why they keep, like, attacking our group. But, like, can I possibly just sit down and talk with these kids and just figure out why why we can't just, like, coexist and why these kids are like are the way they are? And so dean was like yeah sure go ahead i'll moderate the conversation so i was able to have a moderated conversation with this kid and we sat and we talked about the misinformation that is spread about both of our groups and how we each view each other or how how we each would like to be treated and it was a very personally i don't I don't know if the conversation got anywhere like I still left the meeting and I was still like I really you give me bad vibes like I don't think I'd hang out with you outside of it but like the next day he came up and he's like sup Jason and gave me a high five my name is not Jason but like he was kind to me which was cool and like I was like all right you know what I'm not being called slurs I'm my friends aren't being intimidated at lunch that's all I care about and that was like a really cool feeling. So, yeah, I think the moral of this story is that, you know, it, homophobia and transphobia exists in everyday life, and it sucks. And it really, it really is hard to combat it. And I think that, from my personal experience, the the way you combat homophobia and transphobia 
is you sit down, you have a level head, you're the bigger person, and you sit down and you have a conversation about it. You ask you ask them, why do you feel this way? And you show them that, like, you know what? It doesn't, like, queer people exist in just regular. They can They can be average. They can be normal. They can be just people. And sitting down and having that conversation with someone and, like, working out those, like, differences, you'll, one, you'll learn more about them, and they'll learn so much more about you and your community, and you, like, it sucks, but most of the time, you're going to be the first queer person that someone meets. Like, especially if you live in a state like I do, where it's a red state, and it's, it's, you don't come, like, I am fully aware that I am the first trans person that most people meet. And I have to make a good first impression, which sucks because homophobia and transphobia exist whether they've met that person, they've met an actual trans person or not. And I don't really know where I'm going with this, but, um, yeah, I think the way you combat homophobia and transphobia is you sit down and you talk, you talk it out, you, you hold your ground and you don't you don't start yelling you just talk because ignorant uh, sorry education is the enemy of ignorance and i will stand by that till the day i die education is the enemy of ignorance anyways i think that's where i'm going to end this episode um thank you for tuning in this week we appreciate it uh we have a lot of listeners or I think we have a lot of, yeah, I checked the stats. We have a lot of listeners. Uh, thank you all for tuning in every week. It's very, we appreciate it. Uh, we literally just started this podcast because there were a lot of things we wanted to talk about. And I think we're learning a lot. And I'm glad that you guys also get to see and listen to us learn how to run a podcast, how to do that. Yeah. Um, be sure to follow our Instagram. We're most active on there. Uh We'll have it linked, hopefully, in this episode somewhere. Um, And be sure to follow our Twitter. And be sure to also check out our Gmail if you have any questions or maybe you'd like to set something up. Uh, We're also looking for people to guest speak, come on and talk about topics, preferably people from our school or people who can meet up in our town where we, we can, like, record in the same room preferably (laughs) and yeah I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week thank you again for listening and I'll see you next week which next week's episode comes out on my birthday which is cool so yeah see you then my friends adios